Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into a Thursday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch, talk some sports. David is producing. He's coaching up Sean and Jose today. Had to be crack producers. If all goes well today, we'll have the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, here in about 15 minutes. Also, Brad Spielberger. We'll talk a little football with you from Pro Football Focus. And we hope to be hearing from Roger Maris's son, Kevin Maris. Um, the Maris, some of the Maris family up in New York. Um, to see if Aaron Judge will tie or break his dad's American League home run record. He did not do that last night. You know, here's something that's interesting to me, and I don't get into politics much, but I understand why this Boston Celtics story is a big story. If you haven't heard, Here's a coach who takes over the team last year in his first team to get to the NBA Finals, his first year to get to the NBA Finals. Well, he's now facing a season suspension for a consensual, intimate relationship with a Celtics staffer. On the surface of it, what's wrong with that, right? If it's consensual, I mean, does it mean in your workplace you can't date somebody in your workplace? But in this case, apparently that relationship is considered a violation of the organization's guidelines. And I'm sure he was made aware of that in taking the job. So... Wow. Stunning. If indeed this does come to pass. Don't know if you heard Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner. He all but said that um, divisions in the SEC were going to go away. And I think that's going to happen. You're going to see a nine-game schedule and then the two best teams with the best records are going to play in the SEC championship game. So that's coming. Unless there's a change of heart. Now, how they group the teams... How, you know, who, because the thought process is you want to play the SEC teams in the league more often. That will accomplish this. And I hope that if and when they do this, that they will discuss their reasoning 
for how they develop the pods, if that's what they indeed do. If you were to guess today what Florida's pod would be, let me know what you think. Not, not what you'd like it to be, right? What do, you, what do you think it might be? We'll talk about that. You know, in the changing landscape of college football, bedlam is going away. How about that? And you know what? For everybody who laments that, I get it. Well, guess what? It's the sport survives. But it is sad. Imagine if Florida didn't play Georgia. Imagine that. Right? So, I get it. More thoughts on Tennessee getting closer. And that's all on the docket today. (coughs) Thursday night NFL game. Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Aaron Judge continues his pursuit of Roger Maris. The Yankees are playing the Red Sox. And I think Michael Waka is pitching uh, for the Red Sox today. All right, we will take your phone calls, 392-8255, and you can email srussell at wruf.com. There are three college football games tonight. You can see two of them on ESPN. West Virginia plays Virginia Tech. That'll be on ESPN. Coastal Carolina will play Georgia State. That'll be on ESPN 2. The other game has Chattanooga playing Illinois. And then tomorrow, there are some games too. ESPN's got Virginia and Syracuse. Syracuse unbeaten. FS1 has Nevada and Air Force. And CBS Sports Network has Boise and UTEP. I don't know if you saw this, but because it has to do with Florida's first football opponent, I thought I would bring it up. A student at the University of Utah. I want you to listen to this, okay, what she was arrested for. She allegedly threatened to detonate a nuclear reactor on campus if the football team lost to San Diego State. Let me repeat that. It isn't like somebody's saying, okay, I'm going to vandalize a dorm or I'm going to, you know, take a car and, you know, break out a window, which is bad enough, okay? What does she do? She threatens to detonate a nuclear reactor. Good God. She said, quote, on, on social media, no less, she would detonate the nuclear reactor that's located and the University of Utah causing a mass destruction. She apparently had information about the reactor, had attended classes in the same building it's located in. Fortunately, Utah did beat San Diego State. Now, she was booked and released. You're going to release this person? Wow. All right, 392-8255. You can email us, Russell, at WRUF.com. Mike, hello. Hey, Steve, how are you doing? All right. Yeah, I'm going to talk about Commissioner Sankey's uh, 
declaration that conference, that divisions are going to go away and he's going to take the best two teams in the championship game. That's the way it looks, yes. Well, you know, I'm always a person that likes to look at things that could happen that may not, but suppose you get three teams tied for the best record and these three teams didn't play each other and these three teams had completely different schedules and who they played. How do you decide who, uh, the two teams? Well, how do you decide so any tiebreaker, Mike? You, you have a set of rules that you, that, you, that you put down there, and you go from there, right? Head-to-head yeah, head would be one of them. So let's say that yeah, you didn't do that, okay? Well, then maybe it's whatever pod or whatever it is. I mean, trust me, there, there are minds better than mine that will come up with a scenario if there's a tie. I mean, you know there's always going to be teams that play harder schedules than other teams and teams that play weaker schedules. And you may have three of these teams played, and when you put the winning percentage together, one team may have a really, really high winning percentage, and two teams may have only mediocre winning percentages, but they're all tied. You know, what if you get four teams tied or, or, or one team with one loss and three or four teams with two losses? To me, this just opens up a really, really bad can of worms because everybody's going to start screaming, the schedule's unbalanced. Why, does, why do I get this? The schedule's already up? unbalanced. I know that, but I'm saying. Well, then what's we different? Have, but now you have divisions and you have tiebreakers within the division. Okay, you you ju- but you just division. said the magic word, tiebreakers, right? right? So they'll have tiebreakers in this too. What will be the difference? Well, I just think that's going to happen awful convoluted tiebreakers because, like I said, well, in, in, in divisions – you play every team in your division, so it's pretty cut and clear wins and losses. But if you're Tennessee or Florida and you don't play everybody, but you're in a tiebreaker against people, how are you going to decide which team gets more weight to take the tiebreaker? I don't think it's more weight. Okay, they're gonna they're, they will have a clear and a clear delineation of how they do the tiebreaker, just like they do now. There's a there's a set of guidelines that say. It's this. If it isn't this, it's this. If it isn't this, it's this. I, I mean, can you imagine that would be any different? Well, like, like I said, I think it's going to cause more trouble. And uh, if they go to pod systems, I think it's going to be Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, Kentucky. Okay, fair enough. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate the call. Yeah, I mean, look. Um, what happens um, if you have, you know, divisions or pods, right? You could have a current East and West division and adopt a nine-game conference schedule. Seven divisional matchups, a crossover that's annual, and a rotator. But I'm just telling you what looks like is going to happen here. I think that's coming. And I think one of the driving forces behind that was to allow fans and schools to play each other more often. 1213, Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. I will ask the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, his view on this because he's going to join us next. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good morning, I'm Kyle Curtis. Thursday night football is back tonight when the Browns take on the Steelers. Both teams are coming off emotional games last week. Nonetheless, both teams still stand at 1-1. Catch tonight's game right here at 8. Florida Women's Soccer is back in action tonight when they travel to Oxford to take on the Ole Miss Rebels. Looking at the weekend, Florida football has the marquee matchup of the week when College Game Day visits Knoxville 
for the matchup between Florida and Tennessee. Additionally, both the swimming and diving team, along with the tennis team, for both men and women, will also be in action this weekend. In NBA news, Boston Celtics coach Ima Yudoka is facing a year-long suspension after a consensual relationship with a female staff member. That is your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Kyle Curtis. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Folks, if you can, if you can lend a hand to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka, they could sure use your help. If you have an unused vehicle, car, truck, RV, boat, just about any kind of vehicle, please consider donating it to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. The facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes, and it's sustained by your donated vehicles. They learn real-life skills because they take these vehicles, they repair them, they sell them. And that's how they learn skill, and that's how they help the Road Heaver Boys Ranch survive. Your donations are tax-deductible and go a long way toward helping a really good cause. Generosity is rewarded here, folks. To learn more, Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. Scott Caldwell with your home sold guaranteed realty, Ocala's real estate experts back in the studio. Scott, the real estate market continues to change for sellers. Seems like most agents make big promises while you actually provide written guarantees. Tell us more. That's right. There is no reason to take a chance hoping that your home will sell at your price and then just be disappointed. My upfront written guarantee assures you that I will sell your home at your price and your time frame, or I will buy it. Guaranteed in writing. So do you end up buying a lot of homes? Occasionally, but in most cases, we end up selling the homes for over asking price because I already have the buyers. That's how I create higher demand and upfront written guarantees. Our name is our promise. Scott Coldwell, your home sold guaranteed realty. Folks, putting a sign in your yard hoping to get top dollar is a thing of the past. Call Scott Caldwell at 352-209-0000. That's 352-209-0000. Summer's over, but that joint pain is still there. Time to do something about it. Hey, it's Steve Russell. I want you to call QC Kinetics now. You've put it off long enough. It's time to get real lasting relief from chronic pain in your knees, back, shoulder, and hips. QC Kinetics can get you moving again with cutting-edge regenerative treatments. No drugs, no downtime, no surgery. Regenerative medicine uses highly concentrated healing properties from your own body that restore and repair damaged joint tissue. And QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting breakthrough natural approach to eliminating joint pain. Lots of people have done this, and they're living life to the fullest, pain-free. Don't assume the old ways of dealing with joint pain are the only ways. Call QC Kinetics today for a free consultation. In Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, a totally free consultation. 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. 352-400-4550. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. Sunday. Let's go! After two straight road wins.
wins to start the season. Tom Brady and the Bucks look to stay undefeated when they host Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in the home opener. Play action fake, sold by Rodgers. He sacked at the 15-yard line. He is clobbered. Devin White's got the fourth sack of the game. He's got two. Pre-game at three, kickoff at 425. Fire the cannon. Catch the call live from Ray J. Right here on the Buccaneers Radio Network. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, weekday mornings at 6, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Welcome back to Sports Team. It is our pleasure to bring in the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, here as the Gators get set for your trip to Rocky Top. Indeed. Finally. Yes. Sorry, Tennessee fans. Uh, the Vols weren't good enough when I was doing national broadcasts for us to go to Neyland Stadium. <laughs> so this will be my first. Ooh, yeah. And, hey, Facts. Fact, that's right. Sorry. Look at the numbers, yep. right? I mean, they yep. don't lie. They don't lie. ESPN Radio was not going to Knoxville to do that team over the last five years. Yeah, no yeah. question. Um, look, everybody has an opinion about the quarterback here. Do and, they? <laughs> and, uh, you know, good, bad, wrong, right. I don't pretend to know what Billy Napier is going to do up there, but I do know this. The strong suit of this team was running the football. And if you have an offense that is as prolific as Tennessee's is, one way to keep that offense off the field is to keep your offense on it. So what do you think offensively could happen here? We could see the huddle a lot. Let's start with that. Because (laughs) not only is it a high-powered Tennessee offense, it's the fastest offense, tempo-wise, in the SEC and top five nationally. So, in theory... You uh, you know, this whole complimentary football thing, it's huge this week as far as, hey, let's make sure that we don't see our defense come off the field, get a drink, and have to put the helmet right back on. That would be awfully key. Look, you know, again, all the talk about the quarterback and, and the run game, yes, it, it is a strength. And 60% of the Gators' ground game now, or of the offense, is the ground game. I, I don't mind it going up even a little bit more if you're getting the yards that you're getting right now. So why not? Production. Um, Now, uh, do I think that Anthony Richardson gets involved in that ground game a little bit more, perhaps? I think so. I do, too. Um, That's part of it. And then all of a sudden, maybe maybe the box changes, or maybe the edge changes, and then that pass game opens up a little bit. So lead lead with your running chin here, as they say. Defensively, uh, it hasn't been great against the run. You certainly hope that's going to improve. Tennessee also can run the football, but I, I guess when it comes to Florida's defensive front, Ventrell Miller is questionable here for this game. What do you see there? Well, if he plays even just a little bit, it's a plus. Uh, the nose tackle is changing. Watson's going to start. Uh, he's been impressive, I think, helping plug up the middle. Look, if you can be gap sound here, play um, more disciplined assignment run defense, that may help in the other thing that I think is key this weekend. You've got to get some pressure on Hooker. I mean, if you let him sit back there, and look, he's better now this year than he has been in the years past. The last couple of years, he stays too long. He gets himself in trouble in that sense. 
if you let him get comfortable back there, Gators are in big trouble. So, you know, better against the run. I think that's going to happen. Get some pressure on that quarterback. Yeah, he's only thrown two picks. That's remarkable. Well, that's insane. I mean, I mean, that's unbelievable when you look at it. Was it 42 touchdowns to two picks? I think it's 48 picks? to two. 48 yeah. to two. Uh, that's um, let's also remember he's a six he's a 24 year old six year senior I mean yep. this is this is a vet vet here <laughs> at quarterback for them with weapons at wide receiver um, big guys at wide receiver but again I, I make him a little uncomfortable and um, and also um, see if you can't help play uh, play them into some more undisciplined football they have got penalty problems there on Rocky Top and uh, those are the kinds of plays. Uh, that can help swing a, a ball game that right now is a double-digit situation. Question for you, Sean. Mark says, everybody's trying to overanalyze what's wrong with Richardson. Could it be as simple as teams now have more tape on him? Well, that's part of it, yes. And let's remember, he's making his first SEC road start this week. <laughs> Come on now. We're, we're what? We're four or five starts into this guy's career. There's going to be some of that. But, yes, I think that's a huge factor. Tape. You've got some tape on the guy now. Yep. And, look, we saw... Um, we saw some duplication of what other teams have done. Like Kentucky had a plan, and all of a sudden now Kentucky has laid out this blueprint, right, on how to deal. And so, sure enough, South Florida, with not as good of personnel, did start to do the Mark Stoops plan a little bit here against Anthony in Week 3. Um, much has been made of what the future of this league is going to be like, and this was a discussion point yesterday. I want to get your take on this. If, if the SEC goes to the pod system and does away with divisions, you a fan of that? Yeah, I think we're done with divisions. I do. Um, I'm in favor of playing 10. Play 10 conference games a year, especially with what's coming your way and everything else. That's, that's kind of like where I'd like to see this go. Uh, are they done expanding? I'm not so sure. So there may be one or two more that you have to factor into this deal. But, you know, whether it's the 10 or you go – the 9-3 layout, that kind of a thing. All those things, I think, play into better better for teams, maybe better for fans. I don't like this thing where, man, you might not see a team in your conference or go to their place you know, seemingly forever. Maybe we're able to rotate that a little bit differently if we get away from the divisions. Dylan wanted to know, uh, if you make the assumption, and I, I've had this on my show this week too, where Georgia and Alabama are 1-2. Don't make the assumption. It is. Who's the third best team in the league right Don't now? know yet. Okay. Don't know yet. I, I, Kentucky might be. I, could be. We're, yeah. we're, the sample size is a little small, but as you and I talked last week, uh, yeah, you, you want to go gamble on these games right now? In the, no, no, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. I need to see a little bit more. Yeah. And everybody who might be three has a flaw. Sure. You know, I mean, Kentucky, no, it's one, two, and then a, a pack. Yeah. Yes. I mean, Kentucky. Can't run the ball very well. Questions in the offensive line. We don't really know how good Tennessee is defensively yet. So, yeah. Let's get a call from Joe. Joe, welcome. Good morning. Or afternoon now. It is afternoon, uh, yes. I really like your broadcast so far, Sean. But I have one, one as a, as a uh, consumer. Sometimes it's hard to follow where the ball is when you're, when you're through your broadcast. Okay. I mean, like. What's that? Go ahead. No, please. Okay. You know, you, you get really excited, and I love that part. But, uh, you know, information as a uh, listener, we were always looking for is, you know, how many yards are left for the first down, how, 
you know, the, where on the field we are. Yes, I'd say it's ultra important on radio. And uh, you know, I think you've gotten better about that, but sometimes it's it, through the excitement. I think it, it, it's uh, overlooked. I will effort to uh, get you a better read on that this weekend. I appreciate that, but I love I love the enthusiasm. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, All right. I uh, hope they, hope they can go up there in Tennessee and uh, straighten out those balls. You and me both. <laughs> Thanks. All right, Joe. Thank you. Jim says, do you think Richardson could be more effective rolling out instead of being in the pocket? Seems like it would allow him to potentially run more effectively if he can't find the open receiver and take advantage of his athleticism. I already think that Napier likes to move the pocket as, as it is. Um, you know, I, I think there are different factors that dictate that uh, in, a, in a given play. But I think that they've efforted to move him around a little bit. Bring Lewis to the show. Hi, Lewis. Hey, thanks, Steve, for the call. Steve, I want to repeat a question with the expert that you got as a guest today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, again, I watched some tape on Tennessee as if I'm the coach of the Gators, uh, and I'm not. I've been out coaching for years. But uh, I, I'm concerned about the defense, and I think you all talked a little bit about uh, run-stop. Watson's going to be a good uh, start this week, the big guy. He, he really moves and keeps things plugged up. But I'm still concerned about the corners, the edge guys. Um, to your guest today, if if the team that you're playing has a third and four or third and five, should the cornerbacks be off the ball eight to 12 yards uh, to defend on that down? Or should they move up within three to four yards of the wide receivers? Well, let's go back to using the term expert. We'll do that rather loosely here. Um, and I don't coach, especially that position group. So I don't know if I'm qualified to make I'll give you an answer on that. I'll say this. Uh, I'm awfully excited about the news that Jaden Hill is possibly going to be on the field this weekend. Yep, Yep, that adds to the depth of that position. I think that position group has a tall order in front of them this week. Uh, But as far as cushion goes, that kind of a thing, especially on particular particular downs, I I just don't want to insult those that know more than me by even hazarding an answer there. Well, well, good response, but i got to tell you, we – we gotta we gotta you know get the head up on those tight ends, uh, and or especially when we're in the red zone, we've got to move up a little closer. Don't have to be pressed all the time, but three to four is all we need. And that kid that intercepted last week for the Gators, he did the right thing. He he read that thing and stepped up, and he was right there because he wasn't that far off of the receiver when he did. But each time you back eight twelve. They're going to run a slant on you every day to pick up those three or four yards that they need. Yeah, but I'll say this. I think the red zone defense has actually been pretty darn good for the Gators. I think they've actually, you know, we've seen a lot of bend, don't break here with that Gator defense. I think they've actually looked better in the red zone than they have between. And they threw for 116 yards. Yeah, but. No, but. but They threw for 116 yards. Yeah, but you you had those plays. that, where, where Utah ran the, the, the little option play where everybody crashed to the line of scrimmage and they just flipped the ball outside, nobody home, that touchdown. Well, I mean, you know, the other, the other teams coach too now, Lewis. They get paid. I, oh, I agree. And, and oh. they're all using Snoop's play. I agree with that comment y'all made earlier. But I just think they, they need to pick, they need to come in a little closer. Okay, uh, I got it. Play that quick plan. Okay. Gotcha. Yep, okay. fair. Thank you. 1229 time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Byron, stay with us. Sean will be with us one more segment here. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. 
From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Being careful these days with your budget doesn't mean you have to settle for inferior quality jewelry at a mall store. If you're used to shopping in malls and never been into an IDC before, I want to personally invite you in. International Diamond Center owner, Keith LeClaire. We've got something for everybody. It doesn't matter your budget. It doesn't matter if you need financing. We'll make it happen. As a manufacturing jeweler, IDC is able to cut out the middleman. Our diamond bracelets, we buy the bracelet, we buy the diamonds, we assemble it. Our diamond bands, we buy the mounting, we buy the diamonds, we assemble it. So you're cutting out all that 40% that's in the middle for these manufacturers. And that's for superior quality jewelry with free service for life. When you come into IDC, you're going to get better quality for less, period. International Diamond Center. The one thing I'll guarantee you is you will make a big financial mistake if you don't shop IDC at Celebration Point or visit us online at shopidc.com. You want to go to the place that has the freshest burgers in town made to order? That place, Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries in Gainesville. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Great food, great shakes, great fries, and they support local Florida cattle ranchers. They still feature their great milkshakes like the Key Lime Shake. Outdoor patio umbrella seating is available, too. If you're in a hurry, visit DickMondells.com. You can order ahead. They're open seven days a week. You can see them on Facebook and Instagram. Better ingredients make better meals at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. Football season is here. Time to let Electronics World upgrade your home entertainment so you can enjoy all the big games this fall. Hi, this is Tom Collette. Score big with a new Sony 4K Ultra HD TV or a custom-designed, professionally installed home theater from Electronics World. The winning team at EW can put you right on the 50-yard line in your own home. Come visit us today and see for yourself. Just off Newberry Road, west of I-75 near TJ Maxx, or online at electronicsworld.net. We are all on this planet together, so join Odyssey and find your one thing. September is World Ozone Month, so it's a great month to get rid of all your aerosol sprays and harsh cleaning products. Join Odyssey, and together, each of us doing one thing makes a greener tomorrow. What's your one thing? Dave Ray's Automotive, we get the bugs out of your car. College football season is here, and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive, located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, AC, oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Plenty of sunshine for our last afternoon of summer and temperatures getting hot. We should have highs in the low to mid-90s. Tonight, the autumn equinox occurs around 9 o'clock. Clear skies, lows dipping into the low 70s and upper 60s. A dry front should push through our area tomorrow. Mostly sunny, highs in the mid to upper 80s. Tomorrow night, getting cool, with lows dropping into the mid-60s. In the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. 
Another sweep of Alabama. They just own Alabama. Red. Red. Yeah. Red. How, okay, I thought about this last night because I went to the match. 51 and 0. I don't care if I went and played Ben in tennis or something. Well, I probably would lose all 51 to him. The point is this. At some point, doesn't somebody get lucky? Doesn't somebody have an off day? Yeah. This think. isn't... This isn't east-west directional Florida Institute of Basket Weaving that you're 51-0 and against. It's a Power 5 team. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but no. I'm still slack-jawed over that whole thing. Yeah. 51 Fi- straight. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> it is. In a good way for Florida. Yes. Uh, Byron, hello. <laughs> hey, gentlemen. How y'all doing today? Good. Hey, uh, Sean, man, I'd just like to welcome you uh, into the Gator Nation, man. Uh, Steve knows me because he's been here a while. And, and luckily, uh, uh, you and Mick are guys I don't get to call in and try to give a hard time. But, uh, you know, uh, even David Steele and, and some of the – Larry Vitale is one of my favorites. And Pat and I, I get Jeff and Pat a hard time. But uh, just, just welcome aboard. And uh, the, I, I'm not trying to uh, down the other caller, but as, as Steve know, I'm a really excitable, optimistic fanatic. So I love excitement. So you're not going to please us all. So just be yourself. And, and my, my question real quick, Steve, today is about the pods, and you guys were talking. And uh, yesterday, Steve, you kind of brought up the rivalry thing, too, which we were talking about at the end. But uh, just imagine if we did have it with the teams we own now. I, I just imagine if we just keep the Georgia, LSU, Florida State, South Carolina, Kentucky, maybe add a Miami in there with the Florida State. Boy, you, y'all, you guys been wishing for these great schedules. But I, I tell you, and to Steve, uh, maybe to uh, Sean, what is some of the greatest rivalries, and do you think the pods would affect that in, in, in how it's going to affect football? Thank you, guys. Great My, show. Go Myron, Gators. thank you. Yeah, thanks, Myron. You want to talk about rivalry? Which part of that do you want to take? Uh, probably the end. Uh, how would pods affect the rivalries? Yeah, I, okay. I, I think that we – there's going to – Texas is never going to let go of their game with Oklahoma. So that's going to be that. Um, you know, obviously, Florida-Georgia stays. Um each uh, you could probably identify one can't touch rivalry. Alabama out of this Tennessee list. maybe probably so. Well Alabama Auburn though. Okay there you go. Yeah. There's their there's their untouchable. Yeah. LSU is interesting because traditionally it would be Ole Miss right. Right. Um, but yet more so here in recent history it's Florida LSU or LSU Alabama which seemingly is always up for debate on whether that's a CBS game or not. You know in prime time so. 
I, I think you have to protect at least the, the most identifiable or make the one untouchable rivalry and then kind of see how it plays out from there. You know, but I think the thing that we have seen, and I'm a history guy, okay? Florida played Auburn all the time back in the day. Mm-hmm. It went away. Right. I mean, bedlam's going away. Uh, this is when you go and you change schedules to a pod, some of the rivalries are going to go. Right. Well, and, and like, you know, Missouri Kansas went away. Yep. One of the best basketball rivalries in all of college athletics. Who's Missouri's rival in the SEC? Arkansas? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, if you go way, way back, anybody alive now doesn't recognize Missouri as a, it's, that's a, that's a manufactured rivalry in this sense. No I think a lot of the idea with the divisions was is that allowed you to keep some of those rivalries intact and then you know, rotate the other side. So I don't have the magic bullet there, but look, let's not ruin what's really great about college athletics, and that's these big rivalry games. So find a way to preserve what you can but at the same time recognize the new world order. Phoebe says, uh, I'm not so much worried about Bedlam going away since we now have chaos with NIL and reorganization of conferences. The most likely pod for our Gators depends on if the SEC takes in geography and goes west or north for the Gators. Florida with Georgia, Auburn, and South Carolina would make sense regionally. A nice driving distance for boosters and students. For you, Sean, is it me? Has the delay between the radio broadcast and the TV signal become greater this year? It appears to have increased by several seconds compared to previous years. Instead of being a little behind in the play, radio now is often almost into the next play. Yeah, it, it, there's so many ways to consume the game now that the, the, the lag or the delay or whatever is going to be different. Are you streaming the game on your smart TV? Does CBS have the game? Is their delay different than, say, ESPN, ABC? All those things. Um, the radio signal kind of timing-wise always kind of stays the same, uh, just less moving parts. The way folks are consuming now on television, whether it be Cox or DirecTV or anybody, everybody's got their own little hitch or takes a little longer to get from stadium to you along the way. So Good that's question. Yeah. The more variables, the more obviously it will seem that it's more significant. Kansas Gator, he said, I want to brag about calling Kansas beating Houston. His question is, who do you see as the X factor against Tennessee? Would love to see ETN get some more touches. He seems electric every time he touches the ball. I don't believe he's had a negative yardage carry this year. X factor against UT. Oh, which side of the ball? Well, maybe. You want to pick one? If he's talking offense there, maybe we'll try that. Well, this is all on Anthony Richardson. How Anthony plays Saturday. I mean, not to be, How could o- it not be? overly obvious here, but yeah, there, there's your X factor. Defensively, it might be, I don't know. You know, Shamar James is going to step in and, and start here, but if Ventral Miller is able to make a difference and play even in a limited way, that's also kind of an X factor. So, You know, it's also interesting to me when fans, like last year, the coach here was criticized because he played three different backs. They didn't get enough, you know, they didn't think the best back got enough carries. Well, this coach has three backs that he rotates all the time, and they're all doing well. So to me, why get off a winning horse? I, I don't know why you would change that. I mean, the only thing I could see, if you agree, Sean, would be if somebody really has a hot hand during a drive, you know, keep them in. But other than that, isn't what he's doing there working? Well, and also, I mean, it's which, which backs are we talking about here? I mean, if you want to go back to last year's running back, maybe that guy should have had more touches, should, you know, as he's done <laughs> showing us in the NFL, NFL right yeah. now. Um, this year's group, 
Naquan Wright coming off of injury, uh, and then you've got a transfer and a freshman. So in that sense, uh, I think the rotation made a lot of sense in that very different backs, uh, none being the kind of the, the lead bell cow type guy. Um, and look, like you said, it's working right now. And so much so that you'd have to say that the load, well, no, you don't have to say, it is the fact the load is leaning on Johnson and ETN more so than right. So, yeah, it's a three-back system, but two guys are kind of more carrying the load than than the third. Final call for Sean today. That'll be Carson. Carson, hi. Hi. Uh, I was wondering what you all think about using Naquan Wright more in the passing game to get him going because he's been off to a relatively slow start, and that would probably get AR going as well and using Johnson and ETN more in the backfield just to keep that going as well because they've been on fire these past few games, and Wright's been, Wright and AR have been kind of slowing down, you know. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not against any of those ideas, I, and I like Naquan as a receiving running back too, and I like when he motions out of the backfield in a lot of ways when we go those empty sets. So um, it might be a good thing to do. I, I'd have to go back and, I guess, watch a little bit to see, did they take Naquan out, you know, of the scheme? Was there a better look for Anthony on those situations? The option's there, um, and maybe that maybe that is something to kind of keep an eye on this weekend. Yes, sir. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Yeah, yep, Carson, thank you. Well, enjoy Rocky Top, sir. I, I'm going to. So they're going to do the checker thing, right, in the, in the stand? I mean, the, the weather's 82 degrees at kickoff is what I'm hearing. No rain, which I, I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> Um, no, I'm really excited about it. I, I think, look, for me personally, I'm very ready for a change of scenery. You know, when you go through training camp and then you play three games at home, all in the same time slot, all of a sudden, it, boy, it's just kind of, I don't want to call it monotonous, but I'm ready for a change of scenery. I think the players are too. Um, and I don't think anybody is, um, oh my gosh, 101,000 plus and na 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 na. I think they're actually looking forward to maybe going and being the bad guy for a Saturday and we all know uh we all hunt we know how unnerved Vol Nation is right now. Yeah, they may be we we have we have a nice living room inside their head. Yes. It's fully furnished. I hope that we get comfortable in there on Saturday. No doubt. Sean back in two weeks. Uh so we'll see him then and you'll hear him along with Shane and Tate up in Rocky Top. 1244, tie check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Nathaniel Wilson. The Cleveland Browns play host to the Pittsburgh Steelers tonight on Thursday Night Football. Both of these division rivals are looking to get back on track after suffering Week 2 losses. Tune into the game right here, with coverage beginning at 8 p.m. Gator Soccer plays against number 13 Mississippi tonight. While the Gators are currently on a three-game skid, Mississippi is among the 16 teams that remain undefeated to this point. The Tampa Bay Rays host the Toronto Blue Jays this evening in the first of a four-game homestand. The Rays are coming off three losses in a row, losing the final game of their home series against the Houston Astros 5-2 last night. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Nathaniel Wilson. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. 
Folks, the good people at Southeast Car Agency at 310 Northeast 39th Avenue invite you to come on down and check out their vehicles. Now, if you're looking for a new car, you're not going to do that because they don't have any. They've never had any. In over 40 years of being in business, they've always specialized in bringing you the best in late model, low mileage vehicles. And these vehicles are really, really high quality. You can go online, secars.com. Check them out that way. All the pertinent information is there for you. And if you go see them in person, you can check them out by yourself, test drive them. Their sales staff is there to help you and answer any questions you might have. And that's one of the great things. They don't try to hard sell you. They work with you to make sure you get the vehicle that you want. When you go see them in person, make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. We have exceptional dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. They gave me a new mouth. <laughs> I'm stunned at how much more confidence that I have now because I have a real mouth that, um, that I don't have to cover. My dentist for the past 30 years, I feel like he got to a place where I wasn't sure what to do with me here. The biggest deal was they gave me an overall plan. This is where we're headed. This is what we're going to do and then work through that plan. It is a place where you can come, enjoy your time here, have pretty dramatic work done, pain-free, and then be very pleased with the results. And you leave with friends. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Radiant Credit Union could cover your car payments for a whole year. Are you listening? A year! We don't want to be responsible for any FOMO or the complex emotions you might go through if you miss out. So, here's your heads up. Right now, you can save big with a Radiant Credit Union auto loan at an amazingly low rate. Plus, no payments for 90 days. And you could win your car payments for a year. But hurry, this offer ends September 30th. Visit RadiantCU.org slash autoloan and get started. Federally insured by NCUA. No purchase necessary. See website for contest rules. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. The future is now. The Gators hit the road to face the Tennessee Volunteers. 10 to the 5. is set for 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central, with pregame coverage beginning at 12.30 Eastern, 11.30 a.m. Central. Right here on your home for Florida Gators football. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF. We are your home for Tampa Bay Buccaneers football. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. We're going to change the sport here, go from football to baseball. 
Right now, Aaron Judge is trying to tie or break the American League home run record that's been held since 1961 by Roger Maris. Uh, Kevin Maris, Roger's son, baseball coach locally here at Oak Hall, kind enough to join us now to talk about this. Kevin, thank you for doing this. I, I know uh, a lot's going on with you, so I appreciate you taking the time. What's going on? Well, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> nothing. Nothing at all, right? Nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. You've, been, yeah, you've been through this before as a family with McGuire and Sosa and all of that, but this time, you know, it's a Yankee, it's somebody wearing pinstripes. Does that make it a little bit different? Yeah, it makes it, you know, kind of sweet and unique in a lot of ways. You know, being Yankee Stadium where Dad played, you know, Judge is a uh, Yankee outfielder and Dad was a Yankee outfielder. And, you know, to be in Yankee Stadium is like no other. You know, they got seven, 27 world championships, this most cherished uh, franchise in baseball history. And, you know, to, to have a guy, you know, challenging Dad's record in – uh there's only one away from it that, uh, you know, it's a thrill for us to be up here. You know, I know uh, selfishly, you know, you want to have the record and all that. But, again, because it is a Yankee, what kind of a guy is Aaron Judge in your view? I mean, I'm sure you've talked to him and met him. What do you think of him? Well, you know, just from what I've seen and stuff, we haven't had a chance to really meet him just yet. We don't want to, you know, disrupt his you know, process of what he go, is going through right now. We'll, well, if he does it, you know, we'll, you know, sit down and get with him after, you know, that game, I'm sure, okay. and, and uh, get a chance to sit down and, you know, see what kind of guy he really is. But, you know, all of what I've seen and heard, and, you know, he, he represents himself very well on and off the field as a ball player. You know, he's very humble, very team-oriented, a lot like we dad used to be. And, uh, you know, he just – uh on and off the field, he's, he's, he's a quality guy, it looks like. You know, you look at what your dad accomplished, and, you know, he was a two-time MVP, uh, a three-time World Series winner when you include the year he won with the Cardinals. Um, right. And, and I know, Kevin, it's, you're, you're biased, but is his career a little overlooked at all the things that he accomplished? Well, I think it, you know, has been just because of the 61 you know, 61 home runs. You think back, you know, how how many years has baseball been around? 100 plus something years, you know. And now, uh, you know, Dad was the only guy to hit 61 home runs. And now, now think of how in 100 years, how many guys have tried to do that? Yeah, that's a lot of ball players, you know. And for him to have done what he's what he's done, you know, the 61s kind of overshadowed his, you know, career as a as a complete ball player. You know, you talked to all his buddies. Mantle said, you know, he's one of the greatest players he ever saw. And here, Mickey's one of the greatest that's ever played the game and how uh, he can be overshadowed when you've got his peers, you know, talking like that is, uh, you know, it's unfortunate, you know, but, uh, you know, no one can take 61 away from dad. You know, no one in the game's done that. And, uh, you know, here we got a Yankee challenging it and, there's three guys in, in the game that really hit 60 with Ruth and Aaron. And, you know, and uh, we'll see uh, see if Aaron can get there tonight. Uh, what do you think your dad would think of all this? 
so I think he'd be intrigued, you know, to yeah. see somebody challenging your record and, you know, uh, fortunate, you know, it's a quality Yankee ball player that, uh, you know, represents the game well. You know, he's not a showboat guy. He just goes out there and takes care of business and gets ready for the next at bat, you know, and uh, I think he'd, you know, be be in thrill and throw and you know it, this take place you know and have it happen at yankee stadium is probably just a, even sweeter for him to be looking down upon kevin maris our guest here on sports scene talking about his dad roger aaron judge trying to tie or break roger's record of 61 home runs in 61 which is still uh the american league record you know i remember talking to your dad kevin and you know, I was little when this happened, but I can remember <laughs> there was a play in the 62 series where he made a throw from right field, and it kept, I think yep. it was Willie Mays at third base in that line drive that ended the yep. game. I think his defense yep. was overlooked. Do you agree with that? Yeah, without a doubt. You know, it's, you know what he did in the 62 World Series really helped him clinch that uh, World Series because he, he filled a ball off the wall, come up throwing, and threw a strike to a uh, Richardson, Richard Richardson threw it home, and they just shut it down, and they, they went on to win the World Series off of that play. And uh, you know, you talk to a lot of his buddies, and you know, it's fun talking to the fans, the true fans that got to see him play day in and day out. And you know, they they say, hey, let's not even talk about sixty-one. Let's talk about his defense. His defense was spectacular. And the arm he had, you know, he never threw to the wrong base. Always threw, you know, and he had a gun for an arm. So I mean. He definitely got overlooked for that, and he took pride in his defense as much as, you know, all his base running. You know, he never really made him base running miscues. He just was an all-around, you know, uh, guy that took pride in his game uh, from top to bottom. Last couple things, Kevin. Uh, When he got traded, um, he wasn't going to go to St. Louis, and then, you know, the brewery came about, and he played there for two years and, you know, won a world championship there. Uh, he enjoyed playing in St. Louis as well, didn't he? Without a doubt. I mean, St. Louis was a little bit of a breath of fresh air because, you know, um, St. Louis is a phenomenal baseball town. They know their baseball, and they're the second most cherished franchise in baseball with the Cardinals. They probably won the second most of the Yankees, you know, and probably the most in the National League of championships. And, uh, you know, play on the two top teams in the game of baseball – and win world championships with both teams, you know, really speaks volumes for the type of player dad really was. Because when he went to St. Louis, he uh, he got to the World Series those two years, 67-68. Yep. And, uh, you know, life was good. He went to uh, seven of the uh, ten World Series in the 60s, probably most of any major league player that, that decade. Last question. Um there's a lot of younger fans, obviously, who are watching Aaron Judge try to chase your dad. So I want you to talk, Kevin, to younger fans here that maybe don't remember what your dad did. What do you want younger fans to remember about your dad? Well, just go out and play the game hard. You know, you know, you can't you can't compromise hard work. You need to be smart about how you go about your work. You know, and the biggest key is preparation. You know, if you got prep, if you're prepped for every at bat, you're prepped for every pitch. You know, uh, he was very big on preparation, and uh, because if you're not prepared for your opportunity, you're really not going to uh, excel at that opportunity. And 
he's big about doing things first class and do it right the first time. You know, and there's no substitute for doing work the right way. You know, all these guys are doing a shortcut way and, you know, cheating the game. And that's not a way to go with any athlete these days. I know how busy you are. Um, Thank you for taking the time. I really appreciate it. And hi to the family. And uh, enjoy that up there, okay? All right, Steve. Thanks for Thank you, Kevin. uh, You got it. Thank you for your time. Kevin Maris, uh, the Maris part, part of the Maris family that lives here in town. And for those who don't know the story, um, Roger was unceremoniously traded by the Yankees after the 1966 season, and he was going to retire. He asked the Yankees not to trade him, and the Yankee ownership, dumb as it was, did it anyway. And he was going to retire. And then Mr. Bush... Uh, talked to him and said, look, if you play, you know, you can have a beer distributorship when you're done. And lo and behold, that beer distributorship was in Gainesville, Florida. So after playing, winning the World Championship in 67, getting to the World Series, losing in 68 to the Tigers, uh, Roger did retire and uh, moved here. And I must tell you, uh, one of the greatest thrills I ever had was getting to know him and getting to interview him, uh, and uh, will not forget that. A good man. That's our first hour, hour two coming up. Stay with us on Sports Scene, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. You know International Diamond Center is the best place to buy diamonds and fine jewelry. But did you also know IDC will buy from you? Diamonds, heirloom jewelry, estate jewelry, Swiss watches, coins. Don't be afraid to come in and get a price on something that maybe it's an heirloom that you want to sell or you're just checking to see the price. IDC owner Keith LeClaire has a vast network of collectors and buyers around the world, so IDC can always find a market for your jewelry. We always pay a very strong price to buy. There's a resale market that's there and we pay top dollar for top merchandise. We have people all over the world that we sell to. So some collectors are going to pay way more than any consumer is going to pay. We'll give you the best possible price, no games played, and you'll get the check or the cash, whatever one you want. Let IDC appraise what's in your jewelry box. You might get a pleasant surprise. Sometimes they come in, they have no idea what's there, and then all of a sudden they walk out with a $28,000 check. International Diamond Center, online at shopidc.com. Gainesville Highfield MRI has recently remodeled and expanded. A beautiful, relaxing waiting room, state-of-the-art imaging, new x-ray and ultrasound services. And as always, at Gainesville Highfield MRI, you are their top priority. They offer evening and weekend hours, same-day scheduling, and accept nearly all insurances. If you've been in a car wreck, had a slip and fall, or just want to get a nagging injury treated, go where doctors send their patients. Gainesville Highfield MRI, in the Millennium Center on 43rd Street and Newberry Road, and online at GainesvilleHighfieldMRI.com. 
As a small business owner, you've got inks to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ink your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other inks, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ink for small business, all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM. WRUF. Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Thursday. David, coaching up Jose and Sean here. We thank you for taking time out of your busy day to join us, call us up, talk some sports, 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Uh, well, tomorrow we will have our prognostication Friday. So we'll give you some games to talk about and pick. We'll do that tomorrow. We'll also give you the weather forecast up in Rocky Top as well. Megan Borowski will be here tomorrow to do that. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Todd says, to be good, the best players have to be in the game. Our best players appear to be the running backs. Much like the Packers are dealing with now, let's get Wright, Johnson, and Etienne on on the field. Make the defense think about what the play is, who may get it. Todd, I will say this. The chances of that happening are small. Because, okay, let's say your three best players uh, on defense are corners. Can you can you put another corner in the game? Sure, you can. Right? There could be a nickelback. But if you're going to put three running backs in the game, you'll be running the wishbone. I get the point. But he says, we come out with the offense like Utah, we have a chance. If the offense looks like Kentucky or USF, it'll be a long night. John's with us. Hi, John. Captain and Steve, I talked to you yesterday about the Florida, Tennessee, but uh, I listening to you and Sean, I, I tend to agree with, especially with you. You said, you know, the the running game has got to be the, the the stable for us to not necessarily well, maybe looking at shortening the game, but uh, try to keep the ball out of their hands. But then on defense, for whatever reason, we did we can't let guys get behind us. I mean, I would play that. Maybe zone it sometimes. Keep them, you know, let they let them get drive. Like they said, we've we've had some success of stopping people in the red zone. Force them into ten, force them into field goals, and I think that's our best shot at winning this ball game. Because I mean that that no huddle is no joke. I mean with our depth, I mean I'd rather Tennessee get you know I'm not saying get chunk plays, but let them you know I'm not saying let them, but they get down in the 25. Let's start tighten up the defense down there rather than let them have these long sustained drives with us getting gassed. And then like, I, I think either you or Sean mentioned, it's like, 
you know, we get on offense and we go three plays and then the defense is back on on the field, that that's going to, you know, doom to uh, uh, disaster. So I'm going to give you my picks tomorrow since we got prognostication tomorrow. So anyway, that's all my all my take. Thank you, bud. All right. Thank you, John. By the way, the depth chart out, and so is the injury list. Jaden Hill is now probable to play in the game. Quarterback Jack Miller still out. So Kitna is the backup. Ventrell Miller is also questionable for the game. Offensive lineman Michael Tarquin is out. Some new starters in the game as well. Um, You have on defense, Desmond Watson at the nose. And I certainly see why. Shamar James will start at linebacker with Ventrell Miller not being in the game. And uh, Jason Marshall and Avery Helm are going to be at the corner. Austin Barber will again be the starting right tackle for Florida. Naquan Wright, Montrell Johnson, and Trevor Etienne, right? And again, it's Johnson or Etienne. <coughs> but we have seen them get uh, pretty equal reps. All right, <clears throat> let's get some more calls. At the bottom of the hour, Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus is going to join us, talk a little National Football League, something that many of you apparently don't care much about. Ann says, I hope Coach gets Watts in a larger uniform. And she said, how do you spell lucky? Uh, she said, lucky is spelled Gators. Hopes that's the case against Tennessee. I don't know this because sometimes a coaching change can be all the difference. But let, me, let, let me just say something to you. Last night, when Alabama played Florida in volleyball, do you not think those Alabama players knew that they'd lost 50 straight to Florida? You don't think they knew that? Well, you don't think these Tennessee football players know how Florida has owned them? They do. They do. Now, You have a new coach here, right? What we've heard all week from the Tennessee guests has been how he's bonded with his players and, you know, there's a new attitude, and I think that's true. But does that guarantee you're going to beat a team that's in your head? No. I can guarantee anything. So if I'm Florida, all the pressure is on the home team here. Go up and play. Play loose. What do you got to lose? We'll see if that's the case. Nick, uh, let's see here. He says, interesting question. I've heard you say uh, and talk about the third best team in the SEC. Uh, How wide is the gap between Georgia and Alabama? Considerable. Today. Nick Saban can coach. I think that gap will be shortened. By the way, this just in, 
LSU's football program placed on one-year NCAA probation. Think about what's happened there. Think about that Joe Burrow team, right? That wasn't that long ago. Well, here is a new coach, one-year probation. They have a three-year show cause against a former assistant coach who, according to the report, admitted to meeting with a prospect and giving him team gear during a COVID recruiting dead period. That's something that Herm Edwards was accused of doing at Arizona State. In addition to the probation, LSU's already self-imposed a $5,000 fine, a one-week prohibition in recruiting communication and unofficial visits, and reductions in official visits and evaluation days. Again, this was done during the COVID dead period. They'd go into big detail in the, in the story um, about the gear they got and the, uh, all that stuff. Um, now, the investigation into LSU's football and basketball programs, by the way, is being conducted through the Independent Accountability Resolution Process. Back in March... The school got a notice of allegations. Eight alleged level one rules violations, seven of those tied to basketball. One to football and a two-sport share an allegation as well. There were also level two allegations and level three violations. So here's Tennessee, trouble with the NCAA. Here's LSU in trouble with the NCAA. Adam, hello. Hey, Steve. Uh, fantastic interview uh, with the Maris family, man. Um, that's just uh, that's just a sport that I've never really uh, understood too much about, so I don't talk too much about it. But um, you've been around, haven't you, my man? Yeah, that's, that's a code for being old. Yeah, I hear you, Adam. <laughs> That was that was really good, man. It it got kind of got me choked up. Uh, but um, I want to get your uh, opinion on something. Um, I talked to Pat and Jeff about it yesterday. Um, everybody's talking about you know uh, 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 Anthony Richardson's lack of confidence and what he said in the media and this that and the other. Well, I take that kind of with a grain of salt, uh, considering that you know. He's been playing tackle football since he's six, seven years old. I don't think there's anything scared about him. Uh, however, I do, I do see the hesitation. I do see the uh, the lack of, you know, drive that he may have in some of these games. Now, you understand the difference between the spread offense that Dan Mullen ran last year and the bunch set that uh, Billy Napier is running now. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So. When you, he had a lot of success in the South Florida game last year. He had a lot of success in the LSU game as well. Um, he had some success in that Dan Mullen offense, and he looked like a different player. And I think that's what everybody's kind of looking at. How much do you think him learning this new uh, system, this bunch set, which condenses the field, 
and puts all of your defense basically in a bunch set, just like your offense is, because they're going to pattern after the offense, is causing him to be slow on his reads, slow on his decision-making, and causing errant throws and just, you know, really poor play. Well, they don't always do the bunch because they do take the back out of the backfield on occasion, and they go five wide, and they go four wide. So it isn't like they're in that formation all the time. And I, and I think, Adam, a flaw that I see in your case here, the flashes that we saw last year were where? On the ground. Uh, I mean, he, he threw some dimes. Uh, okay. Oh, he threw some dimes in the but, USF game as well. Yeah, USF, right. So when it came down to playing better teams, that didn't happen. So if anybody's shocked by this, they should not be because he's an inexperienced player. And I tried saying that beginning of the year, and no, very few listened because he was going to win the Heisman Trophy and you know he was going to throw for 9 million yards and run for 8 million. Well, you know, maybe he will, and I hope he does. But, you know, I, I, I said this earlier. It took a lot for that kid to walk out in front of the media and handle all the questions, you know, concerning his play. That says a lot about him and his character. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Steve. Um, so I, I truly agree. He does have a lot of weight on his shoulders, and he's only had so many starts. Um, when you say that, yes, we are going two and three wide at times, but it's still not the spread where you, you lose the entire field. Like, for instance, Tennessee runs the spread all the time. They will spread a defense completely out from one sideline to the other and use the entire field. That's not happening in this offense. It's a new system that he's taken on. That, that's kind of what I'm saying. It's yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Uh, well, once again, I think as a coach, you try to put, you know, your player in the best position. And we, you don't know, I don't know, we don't know, you know, what he's doing in practice. We don't know. We see in a game, you know, he's struggling a little bit. But he's struggling in the passing game. And because he's struggling in the passing game, teams are taking away his running game. Right. So right, I got last question. You give me a lot of time and I appreciate what you had to say. So last question real quick. I believe this Tennessee Florida matchup is perfect. Our secondary is great. It's great to hear that Jaden Hill's coming back on the field. We got Devin Moore in there as well. He's doing great. Um, our secondary against Tennessee's uh, wideouts, especially considering Cedric Tillman might not play and that our running attack against, against the Tennessee's defense, uh, Looks like a good matchup for us to grind out the game. What do you say about that? Let's go, Gators. Beat Tennessee. All right, Adam, thank you. Well, I think that's how Florida has to win this game. Look, I'm not saying Florida, but what what have they shown so far? They've not stopped the run. That And if you're Tennessee, up-tempo, hurry up, you're going to see a lot of that, right? You can't substitute a lot of times, so – can Florida make them one-dimensional? And let's assume Tillman doesn't play. They still have a pretty good group of wide receivers. If the running back doesn't play, 
they're not as deep at that position. So we will see if they both play. 117, time check brought to you by Hayes Jittlery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Jolie Katzen. Starting with the NFL, the Steelers will travel to Cleveland to face the Browns tonight. Both teams are coming into the matchup 1-1. One one. Live coverage of the game will be right here starting at 8. Gators soccer travels to Oxford to take on Ole Miss tonight. The Gators are currently sitting at 2-6 on the season, but look to advance to 3-6 against the Rebels. Looking towards the weekend, Gator football travels to Knoxville to face the Volunteers. The men's and women's swim and dive team, as well as the men's tennis team, begin action this weekend. Moving to the MLB, the Tampa Bay Rays are back tonight against the Blue Jays at Tropicana Field for the first game of a four-game series. That's our Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Jolie Katzen. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Steve Russell here to talk to you about Scott Caldwell with your home sold guaranteed realty. Considering selling your home now, have you gotten your upfront written agreement that guarantees the sale of your home at your price? Well, you get exactly that when you deal with Scott Caldwell and your home sold guaranteed realty. His upfront written guarantee says your home will sell at your price and in your time frame, or he will buy it. Having an upfront written guaranteed sale from Scott allows you to shop for your next home, knowing your present home is guaranteed to sell. You also benefit from the peace of mind, knowing you're going to get your price in your time frame. Also included in that written guarantee of Scott is the promise you get the highest price. So if a better offer comes along, you get the higher offer, not Scott's guaranteed offer. Take it from me. Call Scott Caldwell. You'll find out exactly what he can do for you. 352-209-0000, 352-209-0000, or visit com. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I know because we use Simply Safe. Customize the perfect system for your home and start at simplysafedan.com. Go today, claim a free indoor security camera, plus 20% off with interactive monitoring at simplysafedan.com. There's no safe like Simply Safe. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, like how they require minimums, and worse, how the rewards flat out expire. Or we could talk about how with Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. That's amazing. And now that we've talked about that, let's get back to, you know, the stuff we talk about here on the show. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. That's discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms do apply. Summer's over, but that joint pain is still there. Time to do something about it. Hey, it's Steve Russell. I want you to call QC Kinetics 
now. You've put it off long enough. It's time to get real lasting relief from chronic pain in your knees, back, shoulder, and hips. QC Kinetics can get you moving again with cutting-edge regenerative treatments. No drugs, no downtime, no surgery. Regenerative medicine uses highly concentrated healing properties from your own body that restore and repair damaged joint tissue. And QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting breakthrough natural approach to eliminating joint pain. Lots of people have done this, and they're living life to the fullest, pain-free. Don't assume the old ways of dealing with joint pain are the only ways. Call QC Kinetics today for a free consultation. In Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, a totally free consultation. 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. 352-400-4550. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low cost airlines. 802 341 4542. 802 341 4542. 802 341 4542. That's 802-341-4542. From pylon to pylon, we are your home for all things football. 63-yard touchdown, and the ball game is tied. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is University of Florida President Kent Fox, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus will join us here momentarily, talk a little NFL, Tennessee Mike, hello. Hey, Steve. Got a touching question or two for you, but an injury question first. Uh, the big TV station up here saying Tillman's out. Okay. Helmet to the knee, player's worst nightmare outside of getting paralyzed. Okay. Hey, uh, and uh, Florida's injury situation, Steve, Ventro Miller out. No, questionable. Questionable on that. All right, Steve, two questions for you here before you guessed. Um, as a coach, when y'all are having your coaches' meetings, I've heard this over the years. I've never heard a, a number to it, or maybe I have, but I don't think I have. Isn't there a pretty solid stat that if you win the turnover battle, you win the game? I would imagine that. I don't have that in front of me, but common sense tells me that that probably happens most of the time. Yeah, and maybe if it's like a two-to-one, it might not make a difference. But if you – let's say you win the turnover battle by two – Two or three, you got a pretty good shot at winning, don't you? Probably, yes, most times. Yeah, and and um, you know, but I just seems like in these ten, in a typical given Saturday in college football, I'd say probably ten point dogs win a couple of times at least every week, and I would say turnovers have have a lot to do with that. You block a punt, you block a kick, something like that. Take a something out of special teams. That's some, it's a third of the game, isn't it? Yeah. Now that's not a turnover, but it's yeah. a special teams play. Yeah, yes. But just uh, 
That's what. That's why they play all these games. You don't see ten point dogs win much, but it does happen. Hey, one last thing for you, Steve. Um, Georgia doesn't seem to be going anywhere in the East, right? Kirby's recruiting, and it's all catch up mode. Below that, uh, right now it looks like that. Yeah, I would guess in in South Carolina they're already wondering about Shane Beamer, and um, we got two young coaches here in this game, uh, Napier and uh, Heupel, and I think. Every game tells a story. I think if uh, if Florida was to pull it off, all of a sudden Hopper would be 0-2 against Florida, and you're sitting there saying, well, is this the guy that can compete with Georgia? I think that's the way the whole East has to look at it. Yeah, these intra games matter, but I think it's all everybody's shuffling the deck chairs trying to catch up to Georgia, and I think everybody's trying to figure out if they got the right guy or not. Well, this plays into what I see all the time, Mike, with fandom, Okay. When, and I'm, I'll use Florida. When Florida beat Utah, you know, maybe unexpectedly, okay, well, everything's great. What a great hire, Billy Napier. He's the, he's the man, right? Well, then you lose to Kentucky, and you squeak by USF, and, well, is he, is he the right guy? Uh, does he need an offensive coordinator? Does he, it's three games into a tenure. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you talk to a Kentucky fan, they're probably thinking a lot more about Georgia right now than they are Tennessee or Florida. I guess that's just how fans are. But um, every game tells a story and every season tells a story. That's the latest, Steve. Hang in there. Yep, Mike, thank you. Well, you know what? I think right now, if I'm – I can't speak for Kentucky fan base, but I would say this. I think they realize their margin of error is very small. I mean – Look what happened with Florida, right? So, and Kentucky's had trouble with Tennessee. Kentucky's not going to blow you out unless their offensive line does something, does a complete 180 because they're not very good right now. If Rodriguez comes back, that should certainly help them, but they're not an offensive juggernaut by any means, but Stoops is a defensive guy, and their defense is playing really good. 127 time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus, next. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Fall is coming up fast. That means football, the World Series, and trees. Fall is a great time to get your trees ready for winter. And Daughtry Tree Service, the tree service people, are standing by to help you with tree removal, trimming, pruning, and more. 30-plus years of experience means even your toughest tree, stump, or debris removal project is no match for the experts at Daughtry Tree Service. Serving Alachua County and surrounding areas. Call today for a free estimate. At Daughtry Tree Service, there is no tree too tall. We do them all. Hey, Steve Russell here. I want to tell you about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any vehicle. Donations are tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn 
more. We know that we can depend on Gator Nation to step up when you're needed. The Roadheaver Boys Ranch has been helping at-risk young boys from troubled homes for over 70 years, and they need your help now more than ever. So please consider donating your car, truck, boat, RV, or any vehicle to help these boys. They learn real-life skills by repairing them and reselling them to sustain the facility. Donations are tax-deductible. Cash donations accepted also. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Thanks again. It's everybody's favorite time of year, Gator football season. And where do Gator fans gather before, during, and after Gator football games? Easy. The Social at Midtown. The Social at Midtown is Gainesville's favorite restaurant and rooftop bar and is located right across from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Stop in before the game for a few drinks and a bite to eat and then walk to the stadium. After the game, stroll directly across University Avenue and party all night long. And if you don't have tickets to the game, The Social has 60 huge flat screen TVs. So you won't miss one second of the action. You'll even be able to hear the roar of the crowd from The Social's rooftop bar. But you don't need to wait for a Gator game to head to The Social. They open for lunch at 11 o'clock every day of the week. Follow them on social media or check out thesocialgnv.com for daily specials, including their famous all-day happy hour every Sunday. It's time to get social at The Social at Midtown. We're all on this planet together, so join Odyssey and find your one thing. Fruits and vegetables are very environmentally friendly foods. Make them even more friendly by eating them in season and choosing produce that is local and organic. Shopping at farmer's markets are a great way to do both, and you can also start growing fruits and vegetables in your own garden. Even if you live in an apartment, you can start with a few potted plants. Join Odyssey, and together, each of us doing one thing makes a greener tomorrow. What's your one thing? From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Plenty of sunshine for our last afternoon of summer and temperatures getting hot. We should have highs in the low to mid-90s. Tonight, the autumn equinox occurs around 9 o'clock. Clear skies, lows dipping into the low 70s and upper 60s. A dry front should push through our area tomorrow. Mostly sunny, highs in the mid to upper 80s. Tomorrow night, getting cool, with lows dropping into the mid-60s. In the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. Jalen Hurts has convinced me to push him over the top. He is a, what I call a baller. And he showed me that he is one of those guys putting in another bucket. And, and he is in that bucket with the MVP candidate for me as of right now in terms of Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray. I'm sliding him right over there. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. We are your home for Tampa Bay Rays baseball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF. Going to talk a little National Football League with Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus next on Sports Scene. Brad, good to have you. Welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, okay, you know what I love uh, when a team is zero and two, the panic button sometimes gets pushed. But that said, of the zero and two teams, 
which team are you pushing the panic button on the most? I got mine. Sure. I'll, I'll go with uh, one that's in recent memory because they played on Monday night, but that's Tennessee Titans. Okay. And that's because they already had a couple injuries, and now Taylor Lewan, their left tackle, might be out for a, a extended period of time as well. Um, they, they are just trending in the wrong direction. Um, of the 2-1-0 teams, are there any mirages there? Uh, that's, that's probably a tougher question. I mean, I want to say full-on mirage, but Miami being down 35-14 to 14 in that fourth quarter and pulling off that miraculous comeback against the Baltimore Ravens, they're still a six-point home underdog against the Buffalo Bills um, this upcoming weekend, so I'm not sure Vegas has bought into them as a 2-0 football team just yet. Uh, the biggest one, though, the obvious answer there is the New York Giants. Um, they are one of the worst 2-0 football t- teams in, in a while. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> Uh, all right, I'll follow that up here. Um, how bad a situation are the Colts in offensively? It's really bad. I mean, the thing with them is, you know, sometimes us, us armchair GMs and us fans at home think we can know the issue of the roster or where they're good, where they're bad. I think if you ask anyone, you know, what is the issue for the Colts, they would say wide receiver depth. I mean, beyond Michael Pittman, who is a stud, of course, been injured, did not play this last week, may not play this upcoming week. Beyond him, there was pretty much no one. A rookie, Alex Pierce, out of Cincinnati, he came in and was a starter. They said from day one of practice, and they tried to pitch it as a positive, hey, this guy is so good, he was a starter on day one. In my opinion, that was the, the real takeaway was you have no wide receivers on this roster besides Michael Pittman. So a rookie who's coming in, who I personally thought was an average prospect, a guy that would have needed some time to adjust, as a limited route tree, kind of just a jump ball, downfield receiver, not a great route runner, all these things that would take time. He becomes an immediate starter, did not look good in week one, got concussed in that game. Neither guy played last week, and when they're not playing, Matt Ryan has no one to throw the ball to. Um, when I saw Jacksonville play with my eyes, they looked like a different football team. Do you agree? 100%. This is a this is a National Football League team run by a head coach that belongs in the National Football League in Doug Peterson. I think Trevor Lawrence is playing a little bit slower in a good way each week and letting things come to him. Even in week one against Washington, I thought he missed a couple throws. And in the next game, you saw him in a similar situation, hit a couple of those throws. There was a nice wheel route he hit in the game that he missed in week one. Yeah, it's, just, it's, a, it's a solid roster, but now more disciplined, Solid execution, lack of shooting themselves in the foot late in games already. They are a different team in my eyes as well. Uh, Denver, struggling with Russell Wilson. Will that get straightened out? To a degree, yes. I mean, he was awful against the Texans, and I I don't understand how that's even possible. Um, They are second-highest graded pass-blocking offensive line, so he has had time in the pocket. Yes, they've had some injuries to wide receivers. Tim Patrick's out for the season. Jerry Judy did get hurt in that game. He should be back at some point, but maybe missed another contest. So you can point to a couple things, but nevertheless, you don't trade you know multiple first-round picks and give a five-year, $245 million deal to a quarterback that we're making excuses for. Their performance in week two was not good enough, and he was really, really bad in that game. Even in week one against the Seattle Seahawks, I thought he was average. The touchdown throw to Jerry Judy was an underthrown ball that Judy made a really nice play on. He, he has not looked good so far. Uh, I, mean, I don't know if they're on full-on buyer's remorse in Denver, but I wouldn't be overly optimistic about you know the guy I just spent an arm and a leg to get and how he's looked so far. 
our guest, Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus, talking a little National Football League. Brad, I'm going to ask a question that is very sensitive to Gator fans, and that's about their quarterback. Um, in some of the mock drafts I see, Anthony Richardson is still a first-round draft selection, and that's got to be on potential. So you, you've seen a lot of NFL drafts and you know how teams do that. Is that a fair assessment of a guy who's not played much at the college level? And do NFL teams really look at that much in terms of potential when making a first-round pick? 100%. And I think he is that caliber of, of athlete and has the talent to become that caliber of football player. My coworker Doug Todd, actually asked about the 2023 quarterback class and some of the risers and fallers, and they said Richardson was the quote-unquote wild card, where he could jump into the top five or maybe you know become a, a later-round pick, a second, third-round pick based on his play. But he has the ability to go that high if he continues to show progression. I thought against Utah he was really good, made some good plays. Against Kentucky, he threw that pick six, and that was a massive turning point in the game where after that point he just looked a little bit skittish, a little bit afraid to let the ball loose. And, and kind of maybe was, was worried he was going to make another mistake. And I think he needs to play more freely, trust in himself, trust his instincts, trust his remarkable ability, and everything else will kind of follow suit. But, yes, he, ha- he has the athletic ability to skyrocket up boards and, and be a not only a first-round pick but an early first-round pick potentially. Okay, last two things. Buffalo and Kansas City play today. Who wins and why? If they were playing today, I would probably go Kansas City just because of the injury situation for both clubs. The Chiefs are very healthy right now, you know, knock on wood for Chiefs fans. The Bills now, they're missing Tredavious White, their top number one cornerback. They lost Dane Jackson, that scary injury in the game against the Tennessee Titans where he kind of got his neck rolled up on and, and went to the hospital in an ambulance. Sounds like he will be okay. He was he left the, you know, the, the hospital on his own accord the following day. But if they're playing today, I don't think either of the top two cornerbacks for Buffalo are playing. It obviously hasn't mattered much so far through two weeks against the Rams and Titans, but against Patrick Mahomes, you probably want your top cornerbacks on the roster. Last question. Uh, they're, speaking of quarterbacks, uh, there's been much chagrin at times from Eagles fans and Dolphins fans about Tagovailoa and Jalen Hurts. Both are playing better. Uh, A turning point for them? What do you see with those two going forward? Yeah, I still think it's a bigger turning point for Jalen Hurts than Tua Tagovailoa. I'm not always trying to rag on him and never give him the benefit of the doubt. You don't throw, you know, 200 yards and four touchdowns in a quarter without making some big plays. But you still see the mistakes. I mean, he had two interceptions in that game um, and, and just still had some, some, you know, poor throws. He lacks that zip and velocity on the ball. Not that Hurts has an absolute cannon, but I think you're seeing more command of the offense and just more confidence and more knowledge of exactly what he wants to do in Jalen Hurts. The interception against Minnesota was his receiver's fault, but he was absolutely lights out in that game and every other component. So, yeah, both trending in the right direction. But for me, Hurts is becoming a guy where you could maybe make a case, you know, is this Philadelphia's guy long-term? Are they set at quarterback? For Tua Tagovailoa, for me, it's still, yeah, he's solid, he's fine, he's not going to lose you games. But I'm not having that conversation of, can he be the long-term answer? I'm still not there yet. All right, one more thing real quickly I just thought of, because Joe Flacco, okay? The Jets win a game they never should have won last week. (laughs) But now they play Cincinnati, 
So let's say Flacco goes out, has a really good game, and Zach Wilson's ready to come back. Do the Jets go back to Wilson? Do they stick with the veteran? It's going to be very, very interesting, and I think we need to pay attention to everything head coach Robert Sala says. He said this week, as soon as Zach is healthy, it's his team. He's the future. Everyone knows that he's going to play. But he also called Joe Flacco a starting caliber quarterback during the preseason. Wide receiver Garrett Wilson, their young rookie who dazzled with two touchdowns in that game, I want to say had eight catches for 105 yards, had a great performance. He said during preseason, you know, Flacco throws more of a catchable ball. It's just the placement, whatever it is, like he just appreciates catching balls from Joe Flacco. So I think that they want to play Wilson. They obviously need to see what they have in Zach Wilson. But I think there is a fair argument that today – you might have a better chance of winning football games with Joe Flacco than Zach Wilson. As always, Brad, great stuff. Where can people see your work? Yeah, you can see me at pff.com, of course. I put out an article about the best free agent edition through two weeks and how they've looked, including a guy on those Miami Dolphins. And, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at pff underscore Brad. Good stuff, as always. Hope we can talk to you next week, Brad. Thank you. Sounds good. Thank you. Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus, talking a little National Football League. I wanted him so you could hear how the NFL looks at a prospect like Anthony Richardson. Listen to what he said. He has the ability to shoot up the draft board or, you know, now does that make sense? Of course it does. If you play well, you shoot up. If you don't, you you go down. But when I said do they draft on potential, he said absolutely. And why is that? Look, Jose's right now producing. And if I'm coaching and Jose is a great athlete, okay, and I see his athletic ability, man, as a coach, I'm thinking, if I can just harness that, if I can just tap that, I can, I can fix him. I can make him good. You don't think the NFL thinks exactly like that? They think exactly like that. Because you're not born with Anthony Richardson's athleticism. You, 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 I mean, you're born with that. You don't. You, very few acquire that. You're, that's something you're born with. Your skill set gets better, you know, and all that sort of thing. But you, you can't coach that. That, that's God given. And how many players, especially at that position, are drafted because of quote athletic ability? Was Jalen Hurts a great thrower in college? Was Tua a great thrower in college? No, they weren't, but they're starting quarterbacks. So all, all different ways to fix it. 143, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. We will have one more segment for you to call in and talk sports. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WAUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now. On ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Jolie Katzen. Starting with the NFL, the Steelers will travel to Cleveland to face the Browns tonight. Live coverage of the game will be right here starting at 8. The Stephen O'Connell Center is set to undergo a massive $7 million renovation in August 2023, where the roof will be extensively repaired or replaced. UF is interested in constructing a roof that is solar-ready if possible. Moving to soccer, the Gators travel to Oxford to take on Ole Miss tonight. The Gators are currently 2-6 but look to advance to 3-6 against the Rebels. In high school volleyball, 
The Oak Hall Eagles will host Central Point Christian Academy tonight, and P.K. Young will travel to Bradford tonight to face the Tornadoes. That's our Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Jolie Katzen. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. I want to tell you now about Arthrex, a global medical device company and leader in new product development and medical education in orthopedics. They pioneered the field of arthroscopy. They're committed to delivering uncompromising quality to the healthcare pros who use their products and ultimately the millions of patients whose lives they impact. They're experiencing unprecedented growth now, and as an Arthrex employee, you've got the chance to be at the forefront of the orthopedic medical device industry. They're hiring now at their manufacturing facilities in Florida, South Carolina, and California. Find out how you can join the team. Go to careers.arthrex.com. That's careers.arthrex.com, and you'll find out more. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. When Daphne and I got married, and I've had so many problems with my teeth over the years, she just guided me right in here, and and, uh, they are truly wonderful. There was absolutely no one else to go to but Exceptional Dentistry for him. No one else. Since I had had my teeth worked on in so many different places in the world and so many things done, I had about two-thirds of my teeth were bad. Plus, I had a couple plates, so he removed all my teeth and put in implants. So, brand new again. This is, this is more like having my teeth back again. It, life is pretty normal. They're the best. That's it. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. In 1971, we established the Meldon Law Firm, and since that time, the firm has been dedicated to getting the justice our clients deserve after being seriously injured in an accident. Our commitment to this community is paramount, and we won't back down in representing our clients. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators, now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City. Driving a truck or bus is a very demanding job. It can keep you on the road for long periods and at night, which can affect your sleep quality. Sleep loss or fatigue can cause symptoms similar to impaired driving. Get enough sleep before you drive. Be aware of signs of fatigue, such as frequent yawning, heavy eyes, or blurred vision. Don't keep on trucking when you're tired. Take a break. Don't drive drowsy. For information, visit FLHSMV.gov. Brought to you by the Florida Highway Patrol, Office of Commercial Vehicle Enforcement. Daughtry Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, 2021, and 2022. As well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate. And remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall. We do them all. There is only one headball coach, and you can hear him every Tuesday right here. Steve Spurrier joins Shane Matthews and Steve Russell every Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. live to bring you Inside the Huddle. And while I got your attention here, let me say something. The HBC's analysis, thoughts, and opinions on everything from the Gators and the SEC to the national football landscape. God has smiled on the Gators, no question about it. Right here on WRUF. This is Gators head football coach Billy Napier. Join me every Monday evening at 6 for Gator Talk, right here 
on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF. All right, we're back for our final segment today. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Okay, Uh, David, I'm going to play something here from Tennessee coach Josh Heupel uh, talking about uh, getting ready to play Florida at Rocky Top. Everybody came to Tennessee to play in these types of games, you know, and, and, uh, you know, that's why you want to be here. That's, that's why there's, you know, a huge stadium a uh, block away from where I'm sitting right now. Um, you know, you've got a passionate fan base and, um, you know, everybody understands that, uh, that this is a big football game. Um, and I say that means this is a traditional rival game and, and one that our, our fans point to. Um, it's one that uh, our players care about, too. Uh, at the same time, um, <clears throat> just being excited about who you're playing and, and uh, the energy on game day is not going to help us play the right way. And a year ago, you know, this game down there in, in uh, Gainesville, kind of a turning point for the buy-in in some ways uh, to the process for our players and just how the game unfolded. And so uh, our older guys that have been here, you know, have been in their routine and, and uh, they'll be ready to play. Interesting. Um, he talked about the game here last year being a turning point even though we all know uh, what the outcome of the game was. Think about just last year, okay? Think about this game. Sometimes you, you lose sight of something. Florida won 38-14 to 14 in that game. Dominated Tennessee. Now, it's at Rocky Top, but it's... Again, you look at the numbers in this game, and, you know, Florida just clocked them. Hendon Hooker was 13 of 23 for 221. He was sacked four times. So don't tell me people can't get to Hendon Hooker. The Gators did last year. Emory Jones actually had one of his best games against Tennessee last year. He was 21 of 27. But I want to bring this out. I understand it's a different offensive system. Here's the key stat for me. You know what Emory Jones ran for last year? 15 carries, 144 yards. That's almost 10 yards a carry, peeps. And that's Emory Jones. Okay? The Gators last year ran for 283 yards against Tennessee. Two, eight, three. Jabari Small, good player. Last year, only 11 carries. 59 yards. Now, is Tennessee better offensively this year? Of course they are. But I'm just telling you, those are numbers from just a year ago. 
Hendon Hooker sacked four times, didn't throw a pick, but 13 of 23 for 221. Just saying. And in the game last year, receiving-wise, Shorter, Henderson. Now here's where it gets dicey. Rick Wells, gone. Copeland, gone. Davis, gone. Pierce, gone, who caught passes last year. Okay, Shorter had three catches. Henderson had three catches. Gamble, three catches. Naquan Wright had a catch. Trent Whittemore had a catch. So it wasn't a great throwing day. But again, you didn't need to because Florida gashed them on the ground. And I'm not great at math, but let's see. 222 plus, uh, let's see, 283. Isn't that like 500 and something yards offense? Right? Like 505, something like that? That's what Florida did last year against this Tennessee team. I'm not suggesting they're going to do that this year. I think Tennessee is better than they were a year ago. All I'm saying is let's not anoint Tennessee to be the next Georgia here. Okay? They got work to do. They still have work to do. Steven says, do the Bengals go 0-3 Sunday? No. They play the Jets. I, I mean, look, give credit to the Jets last week. I was happier in the, you know, because they won the game. They never should have won. But they still have a ways to go. But do I think they'll give the Bengals a game? Yes. Joe Burrow is going to be in a wheelchair by the time he's 30. The, the Bengals went out and spent all that money on him on their offensive line last uh, this year, and he's just getting pummeled again. After being sacked 70, can you imagine a team in the Super Bowl where the quarterback was sacked 70 times? That happened last year. Incredible. All right. Uh, we're going to get a final call and a final email here. Tomorrow, Anthony Tresh from Pro Football Focus will talk a little college football with you. Uh, we'll have the weather forecast for you in Knoxville. And of course, It'll be prognostication Friday tomorrow. There aren't, again, a lot. There, there may be six or seven really top-notch games. That's it. All right, who we got here, Jose? Tom, okay. Tom, you'll be the last caller today. Hello. Hey, Steve. Uh, I'd just like to piggyback off your last interview. And it's about Richardson, the quarterback. And the last couple games that I have watched, I I question Richardson's, not commitment, so to speak, but him running the ball and seeming not to be running as hard. And I just wanted your opinion and maybe give me a percentage if possible. Do you think that Richardson's advisors have said to him, don't get hurt? Uh, Anything's possible. But think of this. Don't get hurt. He may not get hurt, but if his performance slacks off to the point where 
he's not drafted as highly, that's costing him money. Right? Sure. But, yeah, but can he find a happy medium and say, hey, if I complete enough passes and I don't put my body out there and sacrifice it and I can still get me a first-round draft pick, I mean, does that just mean that whatever we've seen the last couple games might just be the story for the rest of the season? It may be the rest of the story for the season, not because of the draft, but because he's struggling in the passing game. Look, sure, he came, as I said earlier, and you know, stuck his nose in front of the media, and that's not easy to do. And he talked about his struggles. He talked about what he wasn't doing. I'm anxious to see how this is going to change. You know, are they going to change what they're calling for him? You know, all of that. I don't know. Because he, what, what's he do best? He's a better right. runner than a thrower right now. Yeah. Right? And I think when he runs well, he throws it a bit better because he's more confident. So sure. this whole idea, I get your point, but this whole idea of I'm holding back so that you know I don't get hurt, well, if you're going to do that, then just opt out. Don't play. Agreed. And I, I would be anxious to see over the next couple of games if he throws his body out there a little bit more and tries to get that extra yard or two and, and does what we thought we probably saw him do last season. So I, I, it, it's interesting, nevertheless. It is. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate your call. Real quickly, David, here's Anthony Richardson on what, was, what he's done differently since the Utah game. Uh, I don't know. You know, uh, honestly, that's a great question. I don't really even know. I guess I just started holding myself back from running, and that's a part of the offense. You know, it helps us move the ball, so I guess I just got to pick it up and bring that back. I'm holding myself back from running to the previous caller, right? The question becomes, Why? I don't think it's because he's worried about the NFL. Is there too much pressure on him to throw the ball? That, we'll see if that changes. But, I mean, I'm going to play that probably five more times before the game on Saturday. That's our show for today. Thanks to the son of Roger Maris, O'Call, local baseball coach Kevin Maris, for being here, Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus, and the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly. Thanks to the fellas for producing today. Don't forget, tomorrow, prognostication Friday. Till then, enjoy the rest of your day. I'm Steve Russell, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.